welcome to the Leading with Humor podcast. At Leading with Humor, we empower you to unleash the power of humor, love your way to success, and change the world one love at a time. I'm your host, Vanessa Morrissey, founder of Leading with Humor. I'm a humor and leadership expert. I research the benefits of humor and leadership. I also coach, train, and advise people and organizations, and I'm a stand-up comedian. Each episode, I will bring you leaders, experts, coaches, artists to share some of their best ideas, inspire you and help you to lead a happier professional and personal life. In the middle of the global pandemic, I started to wonder about the meaning of resilience and ask a question on social media. Who would like to discuss resilience? I got so many responses that I have decided to turn it into a resilience series. Today, we are meeting Dr. Memnia Teodoru, coach, speaker, and dentist. Hi, Vanessa. So I am Memnia. I am a dentist. I'm a speaker. I'm a coach. And I also have a master's in applied positive psychology. So I wear a lot of hats. Wow, great. That sounds very positive and uh, optimistic. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, most of the times I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what resilience means to you? I've thought about this question, you know, many times. And the common perception is that resilience means bouncing back from adversity. And this is what most dictionaries would say. But I was thinking about this uh, coming to this interview. And actually, another facet of resilience that is not so well known uh, is standing tall while you're going through adversity. So for me, I think resilience is being able to stand tall and, you know, bend a little bit with the wind, but not break. So um, it's this notion of things not taking you completely down and overwhelm you. And so being strong, really. So being resilient. Yes, this is what I think resilience is. Like a bamboo stick? Yes, a little bit, a little bit, not, not a lot, uh, you know, not completely bending down, bending a little bit and then uh, coming back up. <laughs> Just bending it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what, uh, what, according to you, are the, the main common characteristics of uh, uh, resilient people? Hmm. I think they keep, they keep their cool in when they are going through difficult times, they keep their cool, you know, they don't panic as much and uh, they manage to stay a little bit optimistic and hopeful. So even if things are bad now, it doesn't mean that they will be back to bad tomorrow. So um, they, they manage to stay a little bit optimistic and, and hopeful about the future. And also I think they, they try to give others courage and empowerment and they are there for others, I think. Yeah. yeah, great people to have in your team then. <laughs> in your team, in your life, yes. <laughs> Do you have a story of resilience to share or an example? Oh, I think I have many, many stories. Uh, I mean, the most recent one is uh, losing my sister. 
she unfortunately she passed away from cancer and it's something that happens to a lot of people you know it, um, I try to remind myself that I'm not unique in losing someone I love a lot of people have lost people they love and it was a very very difficult journey I cannot say that I was resilient back then I cannot say that even though I managed to go to work and and keep my day um, I think I was hiding behind work just to forget what happened. Uh, but uh, after that, I, I went on a sailing journey halfway around the world. And this helped me actually overcome what happened. It's not that I, I, I forget my sister. It's not that I don't miss her. But it helped me appreciate life now you know like it made me appreciate the little things that i have now that i never noticed before but when you come so close to death um you learn to see the small things you you learn to notice what you were not noticing before so um it's very funny to say that losing someone makes you more resilient, but it has the potential to do. Of course, not everybody that loses someone is resilient or becomes resilient, but there is the potential uh, to be. Yeah, yeah, because you start to notice the, what you might uh, lose if you, uh, if, if you die yourself, I guess. Uh, and, uh, and you focus on what is essential. And in a way, this... Uh, uh, the situation we are now help us to appreciate the little things uh, and to refocus on the on the essential. And, um, yeah, and uh, also I wanted to ask you: Do you have like some uh, some lessons, some tips, some advice to share with people who are looking to be more resilient? Hmm. Tips on being more resilient. I would start by uh, pay close attention who you surround yourself with yourselves with. Um, if other people around you are resilient and they are hopeful and optimistic in the face of adversity, then it will infiltrate in you as well. So you have higher chances of being resilient when you surround yourselves with resilient people. So be mindful who you hang around with. So definitely that's number one. The other thing that I will say is learn your strengths and play by your strengths. We very often, uh, you know, put ourselves down. We, we many times have this tendency of diminishing our accomplishments or just saying that, oh, you know, it wasn't anything. And so we play our strengths down. But actually, when we play with our strengths, when we say, okay, I'm good at this and I do this well, or my strong points is communication with people or whatever it is, or I'm a good friend, and you just um, invest in what is already a strength in you, it will make you more resilient because you can see what you're good at instead of beating yourself up for the things that you are not good at. Let me well, think of the third one of becoming resilient. Um, I think I would say uh, put small goals. Small, like if you're going through a tough phase in your life, uh, it's hard to think of the future. It's hard to think about being resilient when all you want to do is give up or life is very hard on you. So it's, it's hard to think of the future or think positive. But I would say if you manage to put like a small goal for yourself, even if it is, you know, get up and brush my teeth. Like if you're in a dark spot, this is already a big thing to do, to get up and brush my teeth, you know, comb my hair, do something for me or go for a little walk. 
um, just put for yourself small tangible goals that you can accomplish to, just to give you that sense of I have done something I have been useful in my day uh, and you can take something off off your list and make you feel more empowered so I think I think that helps as well yeah I think I uh, heard somewhere that you can start with making your bed in the morning as soon as you get out of bed so you have like first thing in the morning you have a sense of accomplishment yes make your bed and uh, yeah there is a book and in a great speech, I can't remember uh, the name of the author or end speaker. I think he was uh, something in the army, but he says, you know, you have to start by making your bed. Even if you had a horrible day, at least when you come back home, you see your bed is made and, you know, you feel good <laughs> instead of coming back to the mess. So, yeah, even making your bed is a, is a big thing when you're going through a tough time, I have to say. Yeah, exactly. And um, do you use uh, humor? Uh, in life in general or uh, do you think it's important in resilience? I think it's very important. I can't say that I'm using it as much as I would like to. Um, I think that some people evoke in me uh, being more uh, you know chillaxed and a little bit more uh, calm and stuff. So if, if you're calm and relaxed it's more likely that you have humor and you say a joke or you know you have that a playful attitude, but I, I don't think I don't think I express uh, with humor as much as I would like to. To be honest, I, I would have liked to more. But you know, like humor is not just jokes. You know, it's uh, it's uh, yeah. humor is an attitude. It's a mindset. So it goes beyond. If you are looking for, you are looking at a funny side of uh, of life. If you are looking for lightness and. Uh, positivity yeah. and everything you are uh, i'm sure you have a you have a humor mindset i i, I wish i could use this I, I would use this more i think when you are in the medical profession i was many years i still am a dentist and it's all very serious in the medical profession you know and then when you see this dentist you kind of expect to be serious and or doctors you know in general so i think part of me is that um, I was in this profession, I still am for, for a very long time. And especially not to say that there aren't any dentists who have humor, but overall, the medical profession are quite serious for a, a big proportion of their days. Uh, nowadays, I'm a little bit more relaxed because I do other things. I do coaching, I do workshops, which I love. And so that gives me the opportunity to be more playful, you know, to, to do exercises with the people attending the workshops and, you know, exploring their feelings or what they want to share. So it gives me the opportunity to be more open and have this playful attitude, I think, rather than when you are in a dental surgery. So I think, I think that plays uh, some role. Yeah, but I think humor is is a, is a great tool to have. Well, I worked in uh, other uh, notoriously serious uh, <laughs> serious on the work environment. Uh, I worked in finance, high finance in London. I worked in tech, uh, and even in an organization in general, it's quite serious. And uh, when we know the the benefits of using humor and playfulness and laughter. Uh, for our health and uh, and for our performance, uh, I wish that organization would uh, would be more fun to work for. <laughs> I'm sure that would be more fun to work for if they had humor <laughs> as an attitude. 
<laughs> and uh, finally, I would like to ask you, what can we do to encourage resilience in other people? Often we have people that are calling us friends or colleagues and they're like, oh, I'm overwhelmed, especially now I'm isolated, uh, I'm overwhelmed by work. Uh, what can we do to, uh, to help others when we feel that they need resilience? Well, I don't, I, you know, I don't think that by actively trying to help find solutions, I mean, that we are actually helping them, we are more likely to help them if we just listen, if we listen to their troubles, if we listen to their um, whatever it is that burdens them. Many times when people, our friends share with us their troubles, we automatically try to find solutions for them or uh, we certainly go into that mode of how can we fix this? Whereas most of the times, okay, sometimes people want solutions, but most of the times they just want a shoulder to cry on. They want someone to offload. They want to be understood. They want to feel that someone cares for them and that someone cares for their well-being and the troubles they're going through. They want to feel unique and that they are uh, heard and seen as well so by doing these things i think actively listening to them and being there for them already we are helping them overcome what is burdening them and then the other thing that we can do is just question them like make them challenge their thoughts but from a good place you know not not uh, like putting them on the spot or judging them just help them think think things through a different perspective, from a different point of view, just make them challenge their beliefs. That's that's what I think, because it will help them open up their mind a little bit. What keeps us stuck is these circles, the vicious circles of thoughts, the negative thinking that keeps going on and on in our head. So unless someone breaks it for us, we can be stuck there for hours or days thinking the same thing in repetition. So I think what we can do for our friends is to first listen to them and understand them and help them feel heard and seen, and then challenge what they're thinking, challenge their perspective just so they can see things from a different different point of view. Yeah, this totally makes sense. And finally, do you have a final message for the world? Uh, I, I could use my tagline. My tagline is have the courage to lead the life you always wanted. So this is what I want to say as a message. So it, it takes courage. Uh, it takes courage because sometimes it's scary to go after your dreams very often is scary. Sometimes our comfort zone feels safer and it's easier to be stuck in there. So sometimes it's scary to, to dream outside that comfort zone. But in, uh, in order to lead the life we always wanted and not to complain about what we have and not to feel down by what we could have been, we have to find the courage to, to lead that life, to go after our dreams with calculated risks, of course. I'm not you know, talking being irresponsible, but um, take the necessary steps, take the necessary education, find the right mentors, whatever it is that you need to do and go for your dreams yeah beautiful thank you very much thank you so much for listening today i'm your host vanessa mercy and you are listening the leading with you more podcast you will find all the information of today's episode in the show notes 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please give a review and I would love you to subscribe to the Leading With You More podcast.